Hey everybody, June is National Fresh Fruit and Veggie Month, so obviously I would be remiss if I did not record an episode about why and how we should eat more fresh fruits and veggies. I'm going to give you a little bit of the why coming from Harvard School of Public Health and then a lot of the how. You're going to walk away with 10 tips for eating more fresh fruits and veggies this summer especially this month. Maybe you can set a special goal or intention for the month of June to consume more fresh fruits and vegetables, and I've got some ways we can do that. So stick around and give a listen, and then definitely head over to Instagram at BeWellWithStuff and let me know which of these tips you are ready to embrace in order to support your health and your healthy eating and nourish your body. Okay, let's get started. Hey there, and welcome to Be Well with Steph, the podcast. This is the show for you if you believe that personal wellness can be an actively pursued goal, and you're ready to tackle building healthier daily habits with a little bit of good humor, a little bit of grace, and a little bit of coffee. I'm Steph, I'm your wellness and nutrition coach and your host, and I wanna make it really clear. You're not expected to be or live perfectly here. Lord knows I don't. After battling diet culture and then learning to navigate the world of wellness culture myself, I know a few things are true. One, it doesn't have to be complicated to be effective. Two, you are capable of creating a lifestyle you love. And three, you have everything you need to start doing that today inside your own beautiful self. On this show, we'll talk about nourishing yourself, moving your body, getting a good night's sleep, caring for your mental health, being in community, and maintaining day-to-day practices that make you feel good. I'm here to help empower you to create and maintain a lifestyle of wellness that gives you the strength, energy, and confidence to go after your wildest dreams. First, I'd like to quickly differentiate what the difference is between fruits and vegetables. I'm not sure everybody actually knows these definitions. I don't think that I could have articulated them well until I started to do a little bit of poking around in anticipation of this episode, Um, because what we accept in our head as fruit and vegetables from a eating or culinary perspective isn't really a scientific definition. In reality, Fruits are the part of a plant that contains the seeds. So really it is the mature ovary of the plant and it's used by the plant to propagate, to spread its seeds and to produce more plants. So it is the part of the plant that contains the seeds as well as the fleshy part around the seeds that is edible and usually eaten um, raw. That's the definition of fruit, the part of the plant that contains the seeds used by the plant to help it propagate as well as the fleshy part around the seeds that is edible, usually raw. Think about everything you know that contains seeds. It it includes the things that we generally accept as fruit, like strawberries, raspberries, apples, oranges, bananas, but also things that from a culinary perspective, we usually refer to as vegetables because they're included in savory dishes, but they're really fruits. Again, anything with seeds that you could eat raw, tomatoes, Peppers, cucumbers, zucchinis, we think of them as vegetables. They're all technically fruit, as well as the like 
larger, starchier ones like squash and pumpkins. So all of those are considered fruit. I feel like that's really a lot. A lot of things that we categorize as vegetables are actually fruits. Vegetables, however, is vegetables not a scientific term. It's a culinary term for any edible portion of a plant. So the part that contains the seeds is the fruit of the plant. The rest of it is the vegetable if you can eat it. So it could be um, the leaves of a plant, a plant stem, the roots, tubers, bulbs, flowers, any other part of the vegetable. So it could be lettuces or greens that are the leaves of a plant. It could be anything stocky or flowery like celery, asparagus, broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, and anything that grows underground as a root or tuber like carrots, radishes, potatoes, onions, or bulbs like onions. So if it contains seeds, it's a fruit. If it doesn't contain seeds and it's another part of the plant, it's a vegetable. Regardless of if you prefer fruits or vegetables or you like a good combination or you don't like any and you're just trying to figure out how to eat more, I'm going to have a few convincing reasons here about why you should probably try to increase the amount that you're already eating. I'd like to read you a short passage from the Harvard School of Public Health regarding diets rich in fruits and vegetables. Here we go. A diet rich in vegetables and fruits can lower blood pressure, reduce the risk of heart disease and stroke, prevent some types of cancer, lower risk of eye and digestive problems, and have a positive effect upon blood sugar, which can help keep appetite in check. Eating non-starchy vegetables and fruits like apples, pears, and leafy greens may even promote weight loss. Their low glycemic loads prevent blood sugar spikes that can increase hunger. At least nine different families of fruits and vegetables exist, each with potentially hundreds of different plant compounds that are beneficial to health. Eat a variety of types and colors of produce in order to give your body the mix of nutrients it needs. This not only ensures a greater diversity of beneficial plant chemicals, but also creates eye-appealing meals. Well, I, Steph, am a big fan of both beneficial plant chemicals and eye-appealing meals, so I'd like to share with you a list of 10 ways I think that you could get to eat more fresh fruits and vegetables this season. Tip number one, look for local farmer's markets. You can find one in your area. You can Google a list and do a little bit of adventuring. It doesn't matter if you go by yourself with a friend or you make it a whole family affair. Local farmer's markets are an awesome way to get affordable in-season produce to support your local businesses, to support your local farmers, and maybe to find or try something that wouldn't be on your regular shopping list or in your regular rotation. So summertime, is the perfect time to start exploring your local farmers markets, um, meeting farmers in your area, kind of getting to know where your food comes from. I think especially if you have um, kids or if that's not something that you ever learned or experienced yourself, it's pretty cool to get to know the people that are making your food. So to be able to go and to talk to people, to ask questions about their farm, where they're located, to see produce that's in season at different times of the year, not just what's accessible to us in our grocery store year round, but to kind of go early in the June to go later in July and into the fall and to experience things that are in season at different times of year. So definitely tip number one is to start checking out your local farmer's markets. 
If you'd like some of that local produce um, in a really consistent way, you could consider joining a CSA. That's my tip number two. CSA stands for Community Supported Agriculture. And really what it is is you pay a yearly fee. That fee goes to helping support the farm, the seeds, the planting, the watering, the growing processes. Um, And then when it's harvest season, you get a weekly bag of produce or weekly share of whatever has been harvested or in season that year. And usually um, bags are available for either pickup, shares are available either for pickup at that farm's location or at another distribution site. Like my place um, in Alden at Wellness in the Village is a distribution site for Porter Farms Organic CSA, which is about 30 minutes from me. And um, that means that one like one time in the rotation or two times, somebody might drive to the farm, pick up all of the farm shares on a Saturday morning, bring them back to wellness in the village, and then other people can just come because it's closer for them, you know, it's local spot, can come and pick up their share for the week. And one of my favorite things about it is that no matter what, fresh local in-season produce is showing up that week. And it sometimes exposes me to foods, again, that I might not necessarily have on my radar or things I might not necessarily pick up at the grocery store. So just like Harvard's recommending that we're eating a variety of types and colors of produce to give ourselves that range of nutrients and that range of special plant chemicals that help fight disease, eating things that are outside of our norm, putting new fruits and vegetables into the rotation is an awesome way to do that. If you want to keep your produce really close to home, number three, you could grow some. And you don't have to have a huge garden or gardening experience or a ton of land or anything to do that. I have a small porch with buckets and I just grow things like in buckets and in pots. I may have a couple of tomato plants, a couple pepper plants, um, you know, a little trough of lettuce or I put lettuce, you know, in um, one of my flower beds outside, can grow some fresh herbs. Obviously, most of us are not going to be growing all of our own food, but that doesn't mean that you can't grow some of it right? It would be like saying, just because I can't run a marathon doesn't mean I'm never going to walk and jog. Sure, do whatever you can do within your limits. So maybe planting a whole garden is not really in your interest or your time or your capability, but maybe putting a few plants into pots and experiencing some fresh produce that you grew, that you planted and harvested, I would encourage you to eat a little bit more. I know that when I was teaching, we started a school garden, and there were kids that typically were not big vegetable eaters. I think a lot of kids are not big vegetable eaters when they're going through the lunch line, but the day that we put out things like green pepper strips that the kids had grown in the garden themselves, they flew off the counter. Everybody wanted a piece of that because they had some ownership over it. So that's another idea. If you have kids, that having them involved in, again, where their food comes from could really encourage more fruit and veggie consumption. Number four, buy things that are in season. I mentioned this a little bit with the farmer's market, but it could also be things that are in your grocery store. They may have labels that they're from local sources or that they're in season, but you can also Google these lists, right? Everything's Googleable. I'm a real, real big Google fan. So you can go on and Google, you know, what's in season in New York State. And from the Department of Agriculture, there are awesome lists of produce that's in season in different months. You can kind of keep an eye on that. And maybe that's a way if you're thinking, well, I don't know what new things to include or incorporate. You could go off a list like that. So you could get a list of what's in season at different times and just say, okay, in June, these are the things that are in the height of their season. So this is what we're going to make an effort to eat a little more of. In July, this is what's in height of their season. This is what we'll make an effort to eat a little more of. 
And maybe it will, again, encourage you to diversify your choices, um, but also you can guarantee that things are fresh and loaded with vitamins because they were just picked, especially if they were just picked locally. Okay, now I'm going to share a few tips that are a little bit more tangible. Number five is stop worrying about organic versus non-organic produce if it is stopping you from buying more produce. I get asked all the time, if I buy organic, should you buy organic? Um, My belief and a belief backed by a pretty substantial body of research is that even produce that is not organic, that is exposed to, um, you know, high amounts of pesticides, people worry about things like the dirty dozen list, even food that shows up as those on those lists or as those things you should buy organic, you have to consume a really large amount of that food in order for there to be an unhealthy level of, say, pesticides in whatever you're consuming. If you have the luxury of choosing organic products over non-organic based off of where you live or based off what your grocery budget is, and you want to take that extra level of precaution, like more power to you. I will never, ever stop or discourage you from doing that. But I want to start eliminating the fear of consuming non-organic produce. So sometimes people will say, well, I wanted to buy berries, but the organic ones are super expensive and you're not supposed to get non-organic berries, so I'll skip them this week. It is better to consume produce than it is to skip it because it's not organic, okay? Our notice that um, recommendation about including more diversity of plants from Harvard didn't mention only the ones that are organic, okay? It just says to inc- increase the amount of fruits and vegetables that you consume in order to fight disease. So if your choice is I can buy more produce that is non-organic, or less produce that that is organic for the same price point, my recommendation would be to go for more. Go for getting whatever amount of diverse produce you can get and you can afford regardless of its sourcing, okay? The best thing that you can do is to eat more fruits and vegetables, however that looks, whatever that looks like for you. Just eat more. Number six, a quick tip for eating more is to prep Um, fruits and vegetables as soon as you bring them home from the grocery store. You can Google, again, tricks if you'd like about things like putting paper towels in with your greens to make them last longer, cutting and putting your celery in water to make that last longer. You can Google trips to help your prepped food last, but I really encourage including a cushion for a little bit of produce prep with your grocery shopping time. So if you have an hour or an hour and a half carved out to grocery shop, you're going to turn that into an hour and a half or two hours. Build a little 30 minutes in there somewhere where when you bring the produce home, you can give it a quick wash or a quick cut or change its container or something to make it more accessible to you later in the week, more grabbable, more present visually in your refrigerator so that it doesn't live and dry in your crisper drawer, but instead it gets consumed so those benefits can actually kick in. Number seven, while you are browsing local produce or exploring farmer's markets or anything like that, if you find an amazing food at an amazing price, buy more of it and freeze it. You will freeze those benefits right into it. Very little is lost in the freezing process. Um, And it would just be awesome to say, okay, corn on the cob is in season and it's wildly cheap right now. I'm going to get some extras, quick boil them, cut them off the cob and have fresh local 
corn from the cob in my freezer for later months when it's not in season. Same thing it, um, when peppers are in season and you can get a whole bushel of peppers at a decent price. Dice them up into little pieces, put them in the freezer so you have them for your chilies and your stews and things in colder months. When produce is not as affordable because it's not in season, we can really maximize on this time of year by being mindful, maybe going back to that what's in season list right now, being mindful and saying, okay, uh, pepper, we'll go with peppers for now. Peppers are in season right now. Let's grab a bushel at a local farm, dice them up and put them in the freezer. Okay, super simple, but these little simple things add up to helping us incorporate more fruits and vegetables all year long. Tip number eight is to make your fresh fruits and vegetables um, more accessible to you. Maybe by making things like a fruit salad, by putting raw vegetables in a container or chopping them all up, dicing them up so they're prepared to just throw on a salad. Basically making our nutritious foods also more convenient foods. I don't know about you, but I tend to gravitate, especially busy days, summer days, running around. I tend to gravitate toward things that are a little more convenient. I don't want to spend all of my time on a nice day doing meal prep. um, And I want to have energy. And after I've had a long day, I want to be able to grab something quickly. We want to try to make sure that those are as nourishing choices as possible. Or that during our special fresh fruit and vegetable month, uh, we're making fresh fruits and vegetables accessible and easy for ourselves. So anything you can do to prep a fruit salad, fruit cups again, to have things that don't need any prep at all, like apples and oranges or bananas, if that's what you're into, grapes, um, berries that can just be washed and dried and ready to grab. If you can, I like to Not necessarily put salads together in advance because the lettuce can get weird, but I like to prep all the other stuff. So I might dice up um, peppers, onions, cucumbers, whatever, zucchini, broccoli, whatever. Dice up other things, maybe toss it in a little dressing or something like it's just a chopped veggie salad and have the ability to put that on top of a green salad or mix with beans or anything later on when I want to utilize it. But all that kind of prep work is done at once. Big proponent, you know me, of batch cooking or batch prepping. That can include some of these fresh fruits and vegetables. Tip number nine is especially for those of you that might be a little bit resistant to eating more fruits and vegetables or you don't feel like you don't always enjoy them, and that is to find dips or condiments that you do enjoy. It's a means to an end. Someone might say the only way that my kids will eat, you know, raw vegetables is if they dip them in ranch dressing. And then I would say, then give them the ranch dressing and get them to eat the vegetables. The same goes for you as an adult. If, uh, you know, munching on raw vegetables isn't always your favorite, but there's a super delicious, I don't know, hummus or guacamole that you like or some kind of veggie dip that you like or can make, use that. Use that thing that you like. Same with salads. Find some dressings that you like, whether they are store-bought or a combination that you're making up yourself. Um, People tend to get lost in the details here and say, yes, but my dressing contains sugar or yes, but doesn't dressing contain oil. Yes, that's true. And if we can refine our condiment and sauce choices to be ones that have fewer additives, awesome. If we can find ways to mix something we love, like kind of dilute it or mix it with something more nutritious, um, I love to make things like tahini dressings, but I also like to use bottled dressing sometimes, and I might dilute it. So I might use a bottled dressing, but add in a little bit more like 
lemon juice, apple cider vinegar, water, uh, olive oil, something that kind of stretches it, but I have that flavor that I love. But if that thing, if that dressing or condiment is going to get you to say, oh my gosh, this salad actually tastes really good. I want to eat it again. That's what we're going after here. We are looking again for means to an end. So start to think, what are dips that we like, condiments we enjoy, ways that we can spice it up and season it up so that it tastes good to us, it matches our flavor palettes, but gets us to keep eating more diverse fruits and vegetables on a regular basis. Dips and condiments that you enjoy can be your best friend. Tip number 10 is a special challenge to all of you. I would like us to all consider for this month of June, National Fruit and, what is it? National Fresh Fruit and Veggie Month. I'd like to consider challenging ourselves to buy or try one new kind of fruit or vegetable each week. Something that is out of your norm. Maybe it's something new you stumble across at a farmer's market. Maybe you take a look at what is in season and you choose something off the list that is out of your norm that you haven't had or haven't tried, and you make a particularly special intention to say, I'm working on diversifying the produce that I consume in order to diversify all of those beneficial plant chemicals that I consume to make my meals more eye-catching and eye-appealing and to protect my body from disease. I'm diversifying what I eat, and I'm going to do that by challenging myself to buy or try one new kind of fruit or vegetable each week. I would love to hear how this challenge goes for you, what you're trying, what you like and what you don't like. It's okay if you don't like everything. The point is to try, to try and to try and to find new things that you can start adding into your routine of nourishment. Love to hear how this goes for you, what you try, what you think. So be sure to take a look um, for those lists of produce. You know what? I'll link one for you in the show notes. I'll link for you the kind of what's in season list. And you can take a look at that. Choose a few new things that you might be interested to try or make a commitment that I'm going to go to a local farmer's market soon and I'm going to choose something from there that's in season. And then let me know over on Instagram. Send me a DM or comment on a recent post. Let me know what you're trying and how it's going. I hope you found this list of tips for eating more fruits and vegetables helpful. I hope you learned something new about the difference between fruits and vegetables. And I hope that you are continuing to work intentionally to nourish your body, to protect yourself from disease, to give yourself energy, and to live a healthy lifestyle that I know you are capable of living. If there is any way that I can support you in doing any of this, that I can help you figure out ways to strategize preparing fruits and vegetables, to get yourself to eat some more, to make an action plan for healthy eating that will carry you through summer with energy and life, um, let me know. Hit me up. You can go to bewellwithstuff.com slash work with me. There are free discovery calls there. I'd love to jump on a call, see if I can answer a few questions and see if we'd like to work together a little bit, um, even if it's just in you know one or two sessions to put together some ways that you can eat healthier and nourish your body as we head into summertime. Happy fresh fruit and veggie month, everybody. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to Be Well With Steph, the podcast. When there are a million things that you could be doing, I appreciate your choosing to hang out here. And I am proud of you for continuing to work on your own wellness journey. 
I invite you to head over to bewellwithstuff.com for the details from this episode, my blog, upcoming events, and lots of other resources. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love to hear from you. I'm Be Well With Stuff everywhere you like to hang out on social media, so come on over and say hi. Until next time, my friends, be well. Be well.